Hello, Geek Fights fans. This is your favorite guest panelist, Alan, coming to you with a very important and special message. Whenever recording a bonus episode for Geek Fights, make sure that whatever you're tracking on is actually recording while you're doing the episode. That way you don't get all the way through an hour and a half of doing stuff only to find out you didn't record a goddamn thing. Luckily, I had a secondary recording program going. My microphone sounds like crap, but it was a lot of fun. So we're going to play it anyway. So kick back and enjoy. 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 Have a couple of paps with ribbons. Jazz style. <laughs> It's a Star Trek Jazz bonus episode, man! <laughs> okay, so, what I wanted to do here is, a lot of people, I, I'm picturing there's probably going to be about eight people doing, uh, whoever it is goes to see Star Trek Into Darkness. So, what I wanted to do was uh, do a pre-show, kind of a pre-going, a party or, or show some topics on before you go to the movie. A now, preemptive strike. Preemptive. Preemptive strike. And I have to tell you right now, of course, De- Darren Van Jammen from TrekCast, you know what he did to me? Why? <laughs> he sent me a text and told me who Benedict Cumberbatch was. <laughs> really? He ruined the whole thing. Uh, thank you, Darren. Thank you for ruining Star Trek for me. <laughs> That's a little inside joke to Darren Van Jammen there, ladies and gentlemen. I see, I see. So, <laughs> so we're going we're going spoiler free um, for the show. Not really talking about what the movie actually is. Um, of course, in a couple of days, everybody's going to find out. Let's go back to Star Trek two thousand nine. Were you were you, you were you were there for the Trekcast show in two thousand nine? Right? Uh, no, I uh, I made my own party. Oh, you didn't go? Okay, okay. Yeah, I was I was at another theater. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there was some politics. Oh man, drink gin and juice out of the fucking out of the paper bag at the. <laughs> so, what what were your expectations of Star Trek two thousand nine before you went and saw the movie? Wow, that's tough. Um, I, I spent most of uh, two thousand nine up until that point um, blogging about the uh, coming two thousand nine film. I'd always believed it was going to be a different film. That it was going to be a. Uh, I don't want to say a good film. I want to say that it was going to be a very different film, that it was going to be a lot more popular than Star Trek had been so far. And uh, I tried to argue this even with the staff of Star Trek, the experience that didn't really quite get how important this movie was going to be because they were like, I was like, ah, we got to stay open for the new movie. And they were like, ah, but the last movie didn't do anything. I'm like, the last movie was Nemesis. No, this is going to be different. Man. Of course, they, they, they didn't uh, follow that logic. So when I went in there, I was I was thinking, you know, this was it. That I'd been put a lot of uh, hopes and pinned a lot of ideas and a lot of uh, interest on this film. And and I'm happy to say it, it actually really did deliver. And it also superseded a lot of my expectations because I was expecting like a, a popular Star Trek cinema but I wasn't expecting something that was as filmically engaging as uh, Star Trek 2009 was. 
So. Okay, so was there anything you were what would you say is the main thing you would be afraid of when you watched two thousand nine? Like before you saw it, like hey, I just I don't know what it's gonna be like. I just hope it's not like Oh wow. Uh hmm. Uh, I, I was hoping that there wouldn't be too much fan service, that there wouldn't be um, too much pandering, because I just didn't want a bunch of uh, we got to please the Star Trek fans, because my research shows that if you try to please the Star Trek fans, you don't get to make good Trek. You just aren't allowed to. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, like trotting, trotting out, like, hey, here's Shatner. And, you know, I think Shatner not being in it was a good move. Um, oh, I agree. Um, Nimoy, uh, Nimoy's a badass. I mean, he's he's uh, he is a badass. That was rocking. Okay, so after you, so you're watching the movie. After the movie's over, you walk out. What is your initial reaction? What's the what, what's going through your mind when you walk out of the movie? It's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You know, it's like uh, when something, I don't know, a birthing party, you're all excited, they smoke some cigars, hand them out to the fellas, <laughs> and oh goodness, yes, yes, it turns out that, you know, this is going to be a fantastic new addition to my life, Star Trek 2009, so. So in your mind, it was a complete and total success. Absolutely. Interesting. Here's the thing, I'm not really going to bash Star Trek, but 2009. But here's the thing. I don't rewatch it. Of course, you know, all the Trek fans have everything Star Trek that ever has been, uh, you, you know, on movie and DVDs and all that stuff. I don't rewatch 2009 that often. And when I do, I'll kind of fall asleep in the middle of it because I'm all drunk and barbecuing. And like the next day or the next night, I really don't watch the second half. I think I see, I see, I think I've seen the first forty-five minutes of Star Trek 2009 about three hundred times. I haven't watched the end since 2009. Oh man, that's too bad. <laughs> Have you? Uh, how is your rewatch on 2009? Oh, it's great. I've I've got favorite scenes. So you're yeah, absolutely. So you you do rewatch 2009 often. Uh, not often. Uh, I, I don't watch anything uh, like rewatch anything often, really these days. But uh, I mean, it, there there are spots that leap out of my head. Like you ask me to like search my brain about that movie, I can come up with some stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now there's great scenes in it, um, but it's like it doesn't seem to be in the just natural. I'll tell you what is in my rewatch, and this is fucking weird. Um, the 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 Star Trek that I rewatch more than anything else, and I have no idea why is Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Dude, I have absolutely no reason why. <laughs> and, and I, did I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one time, um, I think one of the first times I, re- I watched a series, and I was like, oh man, this is, this is fucking horrible. And then three years later, I like rewatched it again, and I actually saw shot David Ivey uh, uh, a text saying, Dude, I'm watching a fucking episode and there is an antique car in space. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> and he was like, you're kidding, right? You know, the text back is like, you're joking? You know, question mark? Like, no. <laughs> you know what it was? Not the 38. Is it the 38? I, I can't remember the name of that episode. The 37. 37s. There we go. And, um, and, and then um, as I started watching it, as I, you know, time goes on, I, I, I liked it. And, and at this one point, I'm like... This, I thought to myself, like, hey, I might have an actual psychological problem 
And that was when <laughs> I watched Voyager, the entire series, back to back. You know, not not every day, you know, type of thing, but, you know, in the evening. And then when I got to the finale, I rewatched the entire season or series again. <laughs> and then when I got to it again, I was like, hmm, I want to watch more Voyager. If I rewatch this again, I probably actually have a serious psychological problem where I don't know what it is, but that seems very unnatural. <laughs> but, you know, I do not know what the Voyager, uh, the deal with Voyager is. So, <laughs> but I like it. I love the show. I'm actually watching uh, it. Yeah, man, I, I'm loving Voyager, too. I, I always, I mean, I have not always loved Voyager, but uh, in recent years, I've definitely grown fonder of Voyager, and I know it shocks a lot of people. No, um, you know, I, the only thing I could think of is, um, of course, you know, Next Gen was a big hit for a long time. And I watched it at about season four, just when I kind of started watching. It was about season four-ish or so. Then after that, I watched um, DS9 and then buying the series. And I, I rewatched, you know, there's years before, you know, kind of Voyager got going on. And I don't know if I've seen Next Gen so much that it's not new anymore. So I think that it might be the absence of Voyager that I'm watching that much Voyager. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking I more think than there's something else. to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm telling you more than anything else. You know, original series, next gen, DS9. You know, it's just like I'm, I keep watching Voyager, and I like Enterprise a lot. Like, dude, I'm like, I told you this uh, a couple. I think a couple weeks ago. I'm looking forward to watching. Um, season one of Enterprise on Blu-ray more than I'm looking forward to watching the new Star Trek Into Darkness. And that's I'm like, dude, that you know, come on, that, those, that that's the indications of psychological problems. What, right what, 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 what's your what's your uh, hesitation for Into Darkness? Well, okay, let, let's finish off 2009, and we'll get into, into darkness. Um, is do you have any? So my only problem. With with two thousand nine is basically I have two two problems. We'll, t- we'll do some we'll do some track bashing. And I'll tell you mine at first. My problems are number one, I just don't rewatch it that much. And I think when I talk to people, they don't rewatch it that much. You, I mean, I mean compared to other you know Star Trek series. Um, and there was some shit where uh, it was actiony, but not. Phantom Menace actiony, not not pod race actiony, just pod race because hey, we need to sell toys and do video games. It wasn't that actiony, um, and the continuity thing where uh, you know uh, Vulcan blows up and you know, I mean, yeah, you know Spock, uh, you know I wanted Spock as Nimoy, I wanted more Nimoy, I, I wanted I wanted Spock to be more badass than Spock than an actor that happened to be playing Spock. Now, I'm not saying that what's his name is bad. It, no, he, I think he's great. Um, but it's Leonard Nimoy is a hard, um, hard act to follow, you know. So, but those are my only two things. I'm not saying it's but a bad movie, you know. Did you Did you ever uh, hear about uh, Leonard Nimoy's crazy compliment to Zachary Quinto? No, what was it? Um, in the In the months leading up to the release of 2009, Leonard Nimoy said to the press, "Oh, there's this thing that Zachary does that's so awesome with Spock and." I saw him do it, and as soon as I saw him do it, I went and complimented him and said, "That's awesome! I'd never thought of doing that." Oh, really? And then, yeah, and then like uh, they go, "What is it?" And he goes, "Well, I can't say because I want to spoil the movie, right?" Oh, okay. I think you're <laughs> so then the movie like comes out, 
And then like the press finds Nimue again and they're like, Hey, what was that thing you were saying that was so awesome about Zach Quinto's uh, Spock? And uh, it's that bit in the uh, Vulcan Science Academy. Yeah, oh yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Where he like turned Live Long and Prosper into fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, he does have his moments and stuff. It's, uh, it, there, okay, there's a, a director named Penel- Penelope Spheris. Um, and she did a movie called Decline of the Western Civilization. Classic punk rock movie. She also did a movie called Wayne's World. Oh, okay, yeah, Wayne's World. Wayne's World's good. But she also did... The Little Rascals. Did you ever see the Little Rascals remake? I, I did not. Okay. It, it's fucking horrible. The people, all the actors in The Little Rascals look exactly like the actual Little Rascals. Like from the 40s or whatever the fuck it is. Dead on. From, from Alpha Alpha to Spanky to Buckwheat. They look exactly the same. And it was fucking lame. The thing I was in my mind when um, I was hoping that would not happen in 2009 was it would be another one of the things. Okay, well, here's these guys, these actors that are kind of doing Kirk and Spock and the classic people, and they're just kind of doing it because it'll sell movies. And and uh, much to J.J. Abrams' credit and all the actors, um, especially McCoy, um, it's their own thing. They, they did take Star Trek, and they took all those classic characters, and they did make them their own thing. And I do think the torch was, was successfully passed. And that movie's a success. The strange thing to me, it's just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I just don't rewatch it that much. Okay. So being down on star Trek into darkness, I'm not really down on it. I would like it to be more gutsy. That's my only thing. Now, do you have any fears? Do you have any, okay, well, well let's do this. What would you not like to see the most? You've already, we've all seen Star Trek 2009. We have, as of right now, I know a lot of the uh, Geek Fights fans in, uh, in uh, Europe, in the UK, in Australia have seen the movie. Um, but this is for people that haven't seen it. What would you hope that they would not do with Star Trek Into Darkness? Okay, um, but you said we had to be spoiler-free, right? I mean... Spoiler-free. No, no, we're, we're not talking about what actually happens. We're not, no, exactly. Here, here, here's what I did. We're, we're talking, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, here's what, I, here's what, I, here's what, what I, would, I would like to do. We're going to do a... Uh, I would like to do a pre-show, a previewing show. Right. Um, well, I think we should do Alan and Jared. Everybody goes to see fucking Star Trek in the darkness because I'm going to be fucked up. And then I think we should do a post-show, hey, here's what happened, and here's, after a couple days, here's what we think. So we haven't seen it, but, I, but so it's like, what would you hope, without seeing the movie, what would you hope um, would not happen? Can I talk about what's in the press? Sure. Oh, yeah, just keep it spoiler-free. Because at, oh. at this point, except for what Darren Van Jammen did to me, I don't know anything about the movie at all. Okay, well, I mean, I know there's a rumor that uh, Benedict Cumberpatch is playing Khan. It's like a big rumor that's going on right now. And apparently, like, it's being detracted now. Oh, it is? Ooh. Yeah. And well, that was a rumor. That was one of the first rumors, anyway, that came out too. Yeah, years. exactly. It was a huge rumor to begin the with. Hand, remember the hand? I mean, when, when one of the first things yes. released was a hand on there. And they, yeah. were like, oh, they, and they were like, this is con. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, like, they've been coy, like, for the years that this story's been coming together. And, he, you know, the months filming it. That, you know, this, you know... We're not going to tell you who Benedict is playing, you know, and then like last December, uh, I think it was uh, Bob Orsi who like on Twitter went, yeah, fucking up my way. 
Nobody will know who Benedict's playing until opening day. <laughs> and and then like a week later, suddenly the press is all, yeah, he's playing John Harrison. I was like, what? It's like these these dudes like sat on John Harrison for two years. It's just like what a load of bull. I mean, for real? You guys were like being all coy, like it could be Darth Vader, it could be Gary Mitchell, it could you know, who the hell? Yeah. John Harrison? You know, it's like whatever. So I'm a little little angry with the marketing machine. I got a little more excited when I heard that, you know, Khan had been confirmed because I would like to see Khan. I think Khan would be awesome. So you ask me what my biggest fear is. My biggest fear is we're following a dude named John Harrison for like three quarters of the movie, and then suddenly he goes, My name is Khan. Dun dun dun. That'll be the most contrived piece of crap. Then I know that Damon Lindelof will justify. I mean, he'll figure out a way to like make that somehow work in his head, but it won't work in mine. That's what I don't want. I don't want them to like have the bad guy like switch his name out just to be shocking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that my biggest fear is not fear, but what I would like not to happen is for it to be a movie that is an action movie for the sake of action and that's it. No depth, no action. There are all action, no depth. And the, and I'm talking about the Star Wars pre- prequels all the way. Right. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, do you think Star Trek 09 had depth? No. See? I don't think you're going to like this movie, Alan. Well, I'm not saying I'm not going to like it. Now, Okay, now, here's the thing. Do you think I'm correct with saying Star Trek 09 does not have depth? No, I don't think you're correct. You think I, I think that movie's got a lot of heart. I think it's about a friendship. I think it's about a, a, a friendship being born. Okay, um, now, now that's true, but okay. I think that uh, I think that it's a little over the. Uh, but this is just Orsi and Kurtzman's deal. I mean, those screenwriters. Yeah. This is this is what this is their quick fix for everything. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What they do is they take a character who needs to connect with his father figure, and that's it. They've sold that story like three or four times, and they did it in Star Trek. So I'm like, okay, oh man, now that you can't do that again, <laughs> what are we gonna get? Oh, you know? well, you know what? You know what that brings up? That brings up the genius of William Shatner, and that Star Trek Five, maybe the greatest Star Trek movie of all time, because he took the re- reconciliation with parents and just threw it out the window. With a, remember the Cybok um, recollections with McCoy's father dying and you know yep. all that stuff. Yeah, Star Trek, ladies and gentlemen, Star Trek Five, the greatest Star Trek movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at the end of, of Star Trek two thousand nine, like uh, Pike goes, Jim, your father would have been proud. You know, like putting like this button on like this strange. Quest Kirk was on to like get approved by his father who, who died. Was, who was the Indian? Who was the Indian captain at the beginning of two thousand nine? You know, I, I'm not. I'm, I never represent. I, I have a bad memory and all this. Yeah, I, I don't know his character's name. But remember, he goes, he dies, and it's a shock. Um, I, I think Kirk's father and that act and the and the Indian actor. I want to see more about those guys and the kind of pre Enterprise, you know, um, ship. I mean, those guys were fucking awesome. And then, um, 
and, and that was, I mean, I, I, you know, of course, what's his name? Is it Helm? Is it Helmsworth? Yes. You know, Thor. I mean, he's a better actor than, than Pine, um, obviously. And I would, you know, I'd rather see more of those guys just being badasses and, and duking it out. I mean, that there is weight to that, you know, type of thing. Um, and I just didn't get that weight, that heaviness. I did get it out of, uh, out of Bones. Bones, I believed and bought into. Everybody else was kind of cheesy. No way, man. I think you're buying into Bones because he sounds the most like Leonard McCoy. I mean, you were just complaining about the little rascals. No, no, but and I, then, no, I think... And then, like, your favorite cast member is the one that was looking the most like the box. I mean, yeah, come on. You don't think he made that... You don't think he made that character his own? Oh, he, 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 was, he was doing a dead-on DeForest Kelly impression. Was, okay, but he was not doing the cheesy mint julep, hey, you know, whatever. You know, he was more stern, like, getting tough. You know, oh, yeah, no, no. But, I, you I know. mean, I, and here's the thing I get. I'm not, remember, I'm not bashing 2009. I'm just, you know, hey, a, a couple little a couple little points here and there. Um, I, think he, I think every single character in that movie um, made it, they made it their own. If you're if you're gonna take a weakest character of the main cast of 2009, who would you say is the weakest? The weakest character? Yeah. Hmm. I'd say Scotty. Yeah, I, I love I love that guy, <clears throat> but just eh, you know. He brought the least to the table. You think? I think he did. He just did. I'm a wacky guy. Hey, I'm wacky. Oh, I can do this fucking thing, and we're doing transporting at work. Oh, is that strange? Oh, well, it worked. Duh. You know, that type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Bones, okay, okay, okay. Here, okay. Of the main categorized in the order of most impressive, lowest to highest, who did you, who who was the worst, who was the best? Just just quick off the top of your head. Oh, wow. Um, See, uh, I guess I'll go with uh, Sulu. Be the worst. Scotty. Yeah. Uh, Chekhov. Yeah. Then I would go um, Uhura. Yep. And then I would go Spock. Okay. And I'd go McCoy. Okay. And then Pine's my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I would put, I would be exactly the same as you, except I would put Pine in position number three. Yeah, I know, man. I'd, I say, mean, I'd say Pine, Spock, and McCoy. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Dude, dude, Pine, Pine totally sold it. No, no, he did make it his own, and he's not Shatner. I mean, you're not going to be... I mean, the thing is, a Star Trek fan, you have to just... You just have to come to terms with... No one's going to be as, as badass as, as Shatner and Nimoy. You're, they're just too um, iconic uh, of, of individuals to, to ever... But no, no, I mean, Pine did make his own... He, he made it his own thing. Yeah. You know, so... Okay, um, what would you like to see the most of uh, in, Star hmm. Tra- in Star Trek? In the thing you could have the most, what, what would you want to walk away with Into Darkness? Uh, I want to walk away from Into Darkness. God, I can't. Into the Star Trek. Dude, I hate the title. It's pretty fucking horrible. I hate that. It's like, oh, we're going to be so clever. Nobody ever thought of making Trek the verb in the title. This is like, what? Star Trek into darkness. I think it, uh, Star Trek. Okay. Star Trekking. We're, we're we're trekking into the darkness. It's like what? What? What are you doing? It's like no, I, I'm not into that. Um, but anyway, um, what I want the most is to have a sense or a feeling 
of what was week to week on the television show. Like I want, I want there to be like some bit of it. That's just going to feel like, Oh, this is what these guys normally do. You know, it's not like they're always like saving the world or saving the earth or, you know, sometimes it's just about like, you know, meeting the primitives, you know, and, trying not to spank that ass, you know, just kind of, <laughs> you know, I want to, I want to see something like that. Oh, speaking of spanking that ass, the hottest chick I have ever seen in Star Trek is Alice fucking Eve. That photo where she's in the bra. Oh my God. Dude. Do you know, do you know who she's playing? Uh, it, what's the doctor? Doctor. Um, I can't remember. Carol. Marcus. Yeah. Oh, man. You know who that is? Who's, who is that? That's David Marcus's mommy, dude. <sighs> oh, my God. There's going to be some twists. I, I mean, I'm trying not to uh, watch. The, I'm looking at the spoilers on um, online. Darren, mm-hmm. Darren Benjamin. I, I have heard a couple of things where I'll try to read, like, non-spoiler things, and I <laughs> do get a reoccurring sense that there are a lot of there's not one twist there's a lot of twists now sometimes that's a cheap plot device and sometimes that's a a great thing um a great thing happening remember geek fights fans always press record and make sure that your device is recording whenever you record a bonus episode for the Geek Fights Radio Show. This is a special message from your favorite guest panelist, Alan. There is, and I'm going to bring something up. And did you watch the blue? Did you have the Blu-ray of Star Trek 2009? No. Okay. And the the um, deleted or the deleted scenes episode Tarth uh, two thousand nine Star Trek two thousand nine. Um, there's a, the continuity of the movie is difficult to watch. People say, "Hey, look, read the IDW comic book, and it'll make more sense." Um, I, I never did that. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I read the comic book. Okay, so well, you'll be able to tell me after the fact. Um, so when Nemo comes back. Um, <laughs> he blows up Zero. <laughs> I know I'm joking he blows up Kirk's father's ship in the deleted scenes he gets captured by um, by the Klingons and he gets taken to uh, Ruripente and he escapes and when, after he escapes then he pulls all the shit with Vulcan attacking Earth and all that crap yep now um, in the deleted scenes it shows him in there and it shows the Klingons and the Klingons have that, that helmet that fucking um, cover their face. You don't know, don't know what they look like. Yep. Okay. There are still photos out there. I've checked out a few of the still photos. There is an unmasked Klingon. Now, in my opinion, and check this out, my opinion, that is a massive mistake. Or what they should have done is at the very end, one of the Klingon loses his helmet and you see what he looks like at the very end of the movie for a split second. And, and it's Aaron Eisenberg. It's Aaron Eisenberg. <laughs> and, um, 
And and the third new Star Trek movie should be all about the Klingons going to war with the Federation. That'd be cool. Well, here's the thing. What if, I mean, because the look and the character design of uh, Star Trek, I mean, it's just it's top notch. I mean, it's better than any of the Star Wars movies, the the, the prequels. Um, and the picture I saw of the Klingon, um, it, it, it looked like a monster, like an actual monster. I mean, wow. and I was like, I was like, man, that's kind of fucking cool. And they do have one of the um, one of the um, trailers where the Klingons are kind of repelling off the bottom of the, of the ship. Have you seen that one? No, dude. It's 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 like literally two seconds. It's like fucking like a ship's coming in and there's like four or five Klingons repelling and one of them has a bad lift. Nice. Dude, it's fucking awesome. And then when I, and I was like, and this is before I saw the photo of the Klingon and I was like, man, you know what? If you think back to Klingons, they're getting beat up by Cisco. They're getting beat up by Riker. They're getting beat up by Kira. They're getting, you know, whatever. They're kind of jokey back to the original series. If they were, a militaristic, uh, they're supposed to be a militaristic terror war race. They would be fucking monsters, not jokes. You know, know, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, Star Trek that is presented kind of jokey. I mean, it should be like, you don't want to fuck with those guys in any way because you're going to get killed. There's no, oh, I'll just, I'll just arm wrestle them to the ground. No, they're, they're fucking monsters. You know, they're scary fucking monsters that are down to fucking kill you. And um, the presentation... They're DTK? Down to kill. (laughs) Um, And and that whole presentation of the Klingons as monsters would just... I was just like, man, that is fucking cool. If the writers of the new Star Trek movies were smart, they would be... Number three, movie three, would be about the Klingons going to war with the Federation and just fucking... Just unstoppable. You know, not like it's not like uh, now. What, what's the DS nine with uh, with uh, Jake Cisco? Like shoots the roof and the fucking roof caves in, and <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Blues. I think is the name of that episode. Of DS9. <laughs> and, and you know, and the Klingons come in. They're kind of joking. They have bat lists. You know, and you have a couple episodes where the Klingons are kind of skinny and bogus. No, it should be when they come in. They are unstoppable unless they're cut in half with phasers. Like they're they are unstoppable. Like, you know, when the Klingons come to attack D Space Nine and um, Julian Bashir is like, hey, you know, be prepared for stab wounds and cuts and blunt force trauma. It should be more like they're going to land in 10 fucking minutes. And if we don't get the fuck out of here and shoot as we're running backwards, we are all going to be slaughtered. Like that's, in my opinion, that's what Klingons should be. And this, in this whole monster thing, like bigger than life, just big monster. And the cool thing that deleted scene where they're wearing the helmet and fucking like, you know, they totally just fucking, they fuck up Nero. They totally capture a ship from however many, you know, centuries in the future with no, not, not with no problem. Yeah. They totally fuck up a dude from the future because they're yeah. that badass. Well, uh, well, it's because they had help. Oh yeah. Because, what happened in the comic book? I can't remember. Did, who helped? Well, him? well, no. What happens is, I mean, Kirk's dad like basically blows that ship up, crashing into the mm. Narada, and that's for not. I mean, 
it oh, does okay. damage. It it fucks them up, and then the Klingons can do their thing. Oh, okay. It's crippled from from being bashed, and then the Klingons can roll in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's bad. See, that's you know they need to be more hip on the story. That's I mean that's one of my things where I'm a little bit down on like well, what happened, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and at the end, yes, of, I agree. And at the end of 2009, I'm like, well, are they going to do something? And then all of a sudden, Vulcan's back, you know? Is, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. You know, so but, but I mean, you know why? Uh, you know why the Klingons were cut out of 09, right? Why? Because uh, Abrams shot all that stuff, put it all together, and was really digging it, was showing it, and it was working, working. But suddenly, he was watching it with an audience, and he was like, "Wait a minute! I've got bad guys being captured by other bad guys." He's like, "This is just... Nah, I'm going to cut it. It's just confusing." Oh, like, yeah, because that'll like, make it less confusing. He, sh- he shot all that stuff, and he, like, put it together. He made the whole thing, and it didn't occur to him until he was watching it Yeah, that maybe that was too many bad guys. Well, okay, okay, that makes... I, I mean, I see that logic, and that totally fits into my idea for Star Trek Three, The Klingon, yeah. Klingon encounter. Definitely. Or and, we could get Khan. Uh, <laughs> no, I want the fucking Klingons. Uh, the Klingons, I mean, I'm telling you, of the new J.J. universe, the the story aspect that has the most potential are the Klingons. I mean, it, it's, I, you know, I mean, I mean, what do you think about what I'm kind of telling you about them, of them just being monsters, unstoppable monsters? I, I like it. And there's a show I watch called Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, uh-huh. uh, where they have a uh, alien species called the Magog, uh-huh. which are everything you're describing, only cooler that after they like um, rape you, uh, they lay eggs in your skin, and you like give birth to these like magog larvae. I, I hope I can be raped by a female magog. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that, but I, I mean, are the females raping I, too? I don't think you can tell the girls from the boys in the magog species. I'm just gonna pretend that they're the female ones. You know? Yeah, something. <laughs> okay. So in closing, let's hear let's hear what you think about two thousand or uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. What you, what are your predictions? Star Trek Into Darkness. It's going to be a really cool movie. I think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be uh, poignant. I think that we're going to get a lot of really sweet uh, human relationships. We're going to get to see um, how this crew comes together to become the family we already love from the original series. And uh, Peter Weller is going to be a badass. That's what I predict. I hope to God Alice Eve is topless. God, please. Nude fight scene with River Song and Alice Eve, please. <laughs> um, I think... It is going to be actiony. I think it is going to take a note from 2009 and do a little more character development, but not as much as I would want. I think that it is going to firmly establish or reestablish the Star Trek franchise as a juggernaut. And from now on, when it's, there are going to be no Star Trek 3s from now on. When Star Trek comes out from now on, it is going to be a big deal. 
And if, of course I'll like it, you know, everybody's going to like it. Um, uh, the thing I would like about Star Trek, and I don't know if this is an old fan versus new fan thing. Um, I'm a huge fan. My favorite Star Trek movie is um, Undiscovered Country. Um, I love the, I, I love everything about that movie, character development, all that stuff, um, drama and action. And it's in the, in that typical um, understated form or, or in amounts uh, with J.J. Abrams and the action-y aspect of Star Trek. Um, it's flat out bringing a lot more people in. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, you're getting people that are not Star Trek fans. I don't know if that's necessarily bringing new people to conventions and going back and rewatching the old series, but hey. Oh, it's doing that, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've met a few of them. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's going to be a success. I'm also predicting it's going to hit top 12 movies of all time. Um, I really... I wanted, I would really let the thing I, if I could wish for anything, I would wish for a foundation of the Klingons as unstoppable monsters that would roll in and be the ultimate villain for, um, the movie number three. I mean, cause literally, I mean, look at the villain number one in 2009 were the Romulans who knows that who's going to be the villain this one. I mean, we're going through all John the- Harrison. <laughs> My name is John. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping for some Alice Eve uh, lap dances going on in there. <laughs> she looks hot, dude. And that have you seen that? Have you seen that trailer for, with her in it? I have, but she seemed kind of like CGI ish, or kind of like what's up with that body movement she's into? Or what? What was that? She's getting ready to lap dance. The- <laughs> it looked it looked like somebody needed to like uh, wind the screw again or something because it was like <laughs> yeah the, the trailers the uh, well again the thing that I liked about the trailers is that is that trailer with the Klingons repelling from the ship like landing just getting ready to fuck people up uh, nice. you know I mean it looked really cool I mean I'm more excited about the Kling I want to see the Klingons more than anything as a matter of fact I'm gonna watch 2009 again I'm gonna watch the deleted scenes with the Klingons in there. Nice. Uh, so, okay. Well, next stop is going to be uh, everybody goes to see Star Trek 2009. Are you going to record anything going to the going to see it or anything? I don't know. Uh, we're going to have to drive a long way to see it because, um, and I hope you're planning this, Alan. You have to see it in IMAX. Did you know this? I am. I'm seeing it in IMAX 3D. Okay, because you know there's sequences shot in IMAX. Oh, awesome. The IMAX yeah. I'm going to though. Uh, IMAX is kind of bogus. Um, the IMAX that you want to see is the actual giant screen that's three fucking stories tall or whatever. Right, right. Um, there's an IMAX that I'm going to because it's close. Um, that's not that three story screen. Okay, you you might want to consider the the actual three story screen because part of this movie was made to be seen that way. Wow, awesome. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm also predicting. I only saw Star Trek 2009 twice in the theater. I am predicting that I am going to be going to see to or into darkness a whole bunch more than that. I was really hoping you were going to go. I'm predicting I will see into darkness three times. <laughs> three. <laughs> Can you just add one more trip? <laughs> three is obviously the most times that anyone should want to see Star Trek. <laughs> you know, also, you know, some dude, I saw I saw O nine three times in one weekend. Oh, did you for real? 
Yeah, I had I had hookups. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go see it with you. I'll go see it with you, man. Oh, that's cool. No, I saw it four times. No, five times. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. No, it was it was it was exciting. I mean, it was a really because um, if it came out, I mean, here's the thing about 2009. If it came out and fell on its face, that would almost be the end of Star Trek. Now, I would also like to think that with the success of 2009 and with the upcoming just flat out guaranteed success of uh, Into Darkness. Uh, there's going to be a movie, or there's going to be a TV show in the works. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I think there's going to. I think it will generate a TV show. Because um, here's the other thing: Abrams is going to be doing that uh, Star Trek, Star Wars movie. And you know that's going to suck. What's Star Wars? Yeah, <laughs> he signs up for Star Wars. Um, and the hunger is going to be there. The 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 want is going to be there. And in Star Trek, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Do you think, and this, this will be our final question, do you think right now, not not per capita, but on kind of coolness factor, that Star Trek is more popular than Star Wars? Uh, no, it's not. So you think, not, not in America. Well, I, you know, there's a lot of people that, I, me personally, I'm kind of burned out on Star Wars. Um, if I watch anything, it's the first two movies. Everything after that is just like, uh, talk about non-rewatch. Well, uh, you know that J.J. Uh, Abrams is um, going to be making the new Star Wars movies. That's what I said. And and he came into Star Trek um, as a Star Wars fan. He didn't know Star Trek. Oh, really? No, not oh, at all. That I didn't know. Yeah, so then like he got into Star Trek over the course of creating Star Trek 2009. So like now he's going to go and visit the franchise he was already a fan of. Oh, and I I really think that he's going to be standing there on some blown out Tatooine fucking Dagobah fucking choose whatever set. And he's going to be talking about what he wants to see happen in that frame. And he's going to miss Kirk and Spock. Oh, I think so. I think so. They're just better characters. Oh, they are. They are for sure. They are for sure. I mean, so I mean, Star Wars had its solid, you know, people that were obviously more popular, but, um, yeah, they don't have the characters that Star Wars, Star Trek does. That's what I'm saying. And again, it's not that they, it's not that one is better than the other. It's uh, we're all sci-fi fans. So every Star Trek fan is a Star Wars fan. That's true. And that does not go the other way. <laughs> That's true. That, that is very true. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to get back to work in the mailroom, and uh, we'll see everybody movie night. And Jared, maybe we'll get some cross uh, cross uh, contamination. With our uh, with our Star Trek viewing, I'm going to see it the night. You know, actually, usually it comes out on Friday, and uh, you know, so they do the midnight showings. You know, like Thursday. Yes, night. yes. They're actually doing a full showing Wednesday, the day before. Yeah, it opens uh, IMAX Wednesday, and then uh, they've expanded the normal cinema to open on Thursday instead of Friday. Oh, that's what they're doing. It's IMAX only in those nights. Yeah. Yep, so I'm going to be down there drunk, and hopefully I'll run into some uh, Star Trek fans, and we're going to do some, a great, you know, Alan goes to see Star Trek Into Darkness. So you got to do one, too, and we got to get some stuff back and forth. Man, I wish I could get, I need a way to figure out how to record, like, a conversation. It'd be kind of fun to be able to get everybody on the line and shit like that. and talk. About that would be cool. Yeah, so, okay, so here's what we should do. Let's do, um, we go to see, you know, do do the uh, typical geek fights. Uh, Jared goes to see Star Trek, or, you know, or do, do some voice recording about the thing, doesn't matter what it is, and then let's all get together about a week afterwards and do a post 
Star Trek Into Darkness bonus episode for Geek Great. I'm into it. Okay, Jared. I mean, I know you got to get back to your Jedi mind meld. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Uh, and we'll see you guys movie night. After you suck my dick. Yeah, too bad Cat couldn't show up. Fucking, I know. Yeah, she got all drunk and fucking threw up in my bed. That's crazy. <laughs> While I was being all cool, hey, come on over, let's get drunk and have dinner and watch Voyager. <laughs> she. What was what was for dinner? What did we have? I think we had like shrimp, uh, barbecue shrimp, or something like that. We're mostly. It, it was. It's kind of fun. I like hanging out with Cat. Um, I mean, because you. I mean, who else can you talk Voyager with? That's true. I mean, dude, come on. I mean, I like. Well, I, I can do it. You can, yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean, but how long? How often would you get to, get together? I mean, when we're on geek, I say geek fight show, it's like we're only like you know, it's only on the on the fights, but right, yeah, right. It's funny hanging out with Cat and fucking, but dude, she drank like almost a fucking seven hundred fifty milliliter thing of vodka. Wow. She pounds the fucking sauce, and and um. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let's just watch your favorite show and all that shit. And uh, um, and in case anybody has heard the my interview of of um, God, yeah, John Billingsley, and he's like, oh yeah, is Cat your uh, your girlfriend or wife? And I'm like, no, Cat <laughs> is a lesbian, not down with the dudes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that. Um, but she, uh, but she's fun, to, a blast to talk. Uh, um, Voyager with, and it was a great evening. It was like you know, like you know, not five hours, but three hours of, of her getting fucked up and uh, talking about how great Star Trek Voyager is. <laughs> and then it, in the evening ending with her throwing up in my bed, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cat. So we'll have to get Cat. Hopefully, actually, she says she wants to go to uh, see uh, Star Trek with us. So we should, hopefully, she'll be on the uh, the movie night. We'll have to get her for the uh, post show and stuff too. So.